your host for this podcast series in which we share conversations with the leading designers, builders, owners, representatives, and other influential figures, all of whom are here to help you learn more about what they do. Today, I am pleased to welcome Jasper Smith, the founder of Arxen, which is a new company in yachting. Arxen has a series of offshore yachts and mega yachts to 98 feet, about 30 meters, but it's not your typical yacht builder. In fact, in a press release from the formal launch, Jasper explained, we set out to create a great company, one that could have the lives of the owners of our vessels and that could actively contribute to a better understanding of the oceans. To that end, Arxen considers itself far more than a construction company, as we're about to discuss. So, Jasper, welcome to Megayat News Radio. Hey, Diane. Lovely to be here. Thanks for joining us. So, I yeah, wanted was, to start... Was... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I was just saying, yeah, it's a real privilege to be, uh, to be on, uh, on the show and, and, and to talk to you. So, uh, thank good. you very much for that. Great, great. Good to have you. So I thought it would be good to start with what motivated you to create Arxen. Uh, I know you've, you've enjoyed yachting personally for a number of years, um, but it's very different to be an owner versus to get into the business side and to actually establish a yacht building and adventure cruising brand. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah, sure. So, uh, you know, I've, I've been extraordinarily lucky over uh, many years to, to have sailed on um, some wonderful trips um, around the world. And I've also been very lucky to have built um, some really good and successful businesses in the technology and uh, games and and, and software sector and some in the engineering space too. And, you know, I was, as I got older, really interested to extend sort of uh, cruising areas that uh, I was able to go to and, and, um, you know, I looked around at the market and looked at all the other vessels that were available. There were some, you know, there's some great vessels there, but, I, you know, I didn't see anything that was a, a truly authentic explorer vessel um, that really had the characteristics that I was I was looking for. And, you know, I, I think with any um, new venture, you know, you try and look for opportunities and, and you know, we, we thought that actually the adventure space uh, was was a really interesting one and that was a big emerging opportunity um, where adventure and marine meet and uh, you know so that that was you know really the starting point and i guess it came from a as quite often these things do from a from a point of frustration um, and you know life is life is pretty short and so you know it's important to do things that you really believe in and that, and that you have passion for and that you love and I think above all, we wanted to create a business that had a real heart and soul to it. And, um, you know, there's, there's uh, you know, we look at companies that really inspire us or have inspired me um, in particular, like, like Patagonia, um, where they've, you know, they've got a fantastic range of products, a great social ethos. Um, and, you know, they produce a lot of uh, media and, and other materials that sort of you know talk to a much uh, a much wider set of uh, you know social problems that, that the world has and so they're not really just a, a, a clothing brand but they're a, you know much much more than that and so with Arxen um, and then setting up Arxen it was it was really trying to find a, a niche that we thought we could grow into and and, and have um, some ownership of 
Um, and, you know, to do that in a way that was, was very different to how the marine industry has, has um, you know, has, has worked um, over the last sort of, uh, over the last few decades. Um, so, yeah, but I think, you know, a point of frustration was probably the best way of describing where it started from. Right, right. Well, a moment or two ago, you mentioned um, your background with technology and gaming. And, and Arkson, interestingly, is a self-described technology and innovation company. You don't really call yourselves a yacht builder first and foremost, even though you, you are obviously building yachts. And I sense that this is more than just semantics. So can you talk a little bit about that, too? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I think... Um, you know, technology moves at a, at a real pace and it, and it, it demands, um, you know, um, great energy and, and sort of dynamism to keep up with that, that pace of change. And I think that's a really healthy culture to build within a, within a business where, you know, you're not standing still, but you're always looking, uh, you know, looking ahead. And I, I think describing um, Arpson as a yacht building business doesn't really do service to that long range vision that we have and to the sort of energy that goes into being an innovation company and to, and to being, um, you know, at our, at our core, you know, a technology-focused business. And, that, and I guess the, the, the reason why we're so interested in the technology is because a bit like in the automotive industry or in uh, the aviation industry, um, you know, automation and semi-automation are, um, you, you know, coming so quickly. And we really want Artson to be at the forefront of that transition to semi-autonomous and full, full, you know, full autonomy, um, and so, and I think if you look at those things, there are sort of two core building blocks. You know, one is making sure that the vessel reports back, so we have pretty detailed systems on board that report all of the critical um, performance um, from all of the critical systems back to shore, so we can track um, performance of, of, of those components. Um, and in some instances, control those components. And that's really the precursor to full autonomy. Now, obviously, there's a lot of legal um, issues to solve around full autonomy. But actually, from a technology point of view, we're, we're relatively close. And so, you know, I look out 10 years, and I think autonomy will be a, a huge component of the marine industry. And you know, we want to be one of the first companies to, to bring that technology to the, you know, to the pleasure sector. And we think, uh, you know, the Explorer vessels are um, you know, a really great place to start because they, they go to pretty remote areas and, um, you know, they're probably, have the, they will have the most demanding lives. So, um, you know, autonomy and semi-autonomy make a lot of sense for them. But yeah, I, I think it's a, you know, I'll, you know, interest in technology is really um, a cultural thing that, that uh, you know, we want to instill across the business. And it, it, it's an area where I've had a lot of personal success. And, uh, you know, I, I love looking um, at, at technology and, and, and really understanding, you know, where that can go. And I, I think it just means that we're no, you know, we don't want Arkson to be a systems integrator. We want to actually design, invent, test, um, and and, um, and and then promote the technologies that you know that, that we develop. Mm-hmm. Sure, it makes sense. And to make all this happen, you've pulled together some pretty impressive design and build partners. Um, can you say who they are and why you selected them and the special skills that they each bring to the table? 
yeah, sure. I mean, we we've been so lucky um, to find the partners that we have, and you know, I say lucky. I mean, it came around through a lot of a lot of work um, for myself and, and and the rest of the team. Um, but you know, when we started off this venture, we wanted obviously to find people that um, believed in the same ethos that we did and that were committed to using. Uh, sustainable materials and materials that were either recycled before we used them or were, were fully recyclable at the end of use. Um, and so, you know, ensuring that everybody bought into that central message um, and, you know, were, commit, was, were as committed as we were to a, a, uh, these vessels having a 50-year service life, um, you know, was, was key. And so we interviewed... Um, you know, a huge number of naval architects and, and interior designers and, and shipyards. Um, and as luck would have it, the three core um, partners that we found all happened to be located um, within uh, four or five miles of each other in the UK. Um, and yeah, they're, they're amazing. So Humphreys Yacht Design is a, uh, you know, a really uh, famous, uh, you know, globally renowned uh, leader in the development of, of high-performance yachts, and they've done a, a lot uh, of, you know, high-performance ocean racing yachts as well as motor, uh, as well as motorboats. And I think they just love the the ethos and the romance of building true explorer vessels that, you know, um, had a lot of the characteristics that uh, you know that we'll describe as we go forward. So, you know, they I think bring a, a real um, you know, extraordinary skill set to the business, and they've they've created a an envelope that I, you know, I think is uh, is really fantastic. And then um, from the interior side, we wanted to work with someone who really understood how to take um, cost out of the build was number one, but really got the the, the romance of the of the project, and um, um, but but you know, and and had a lot of skills in building. Uh, you know, beautiful, uh, beautiful uh, vessels and furniture. And so we we chose uh, Design Unlimited, which is run by Mark Tucker and his uh, and his team. And they, you know, they have extraordinary technical skills. They they see all of the uh, designs across all of the ranges that are currently in the market. And I think their commitment to using sustainable and recycled materials with us is has been uh, brilliant. And I, you know, the the uh, interiors of these uh, vessels are, you know extremely reconfigurable um, and we can talk about that a little bit further down the line but I think they've they you know really hit the nail on the head and they're a, you know a, a great partner and then with whites who are the shipyard um, you know they they're one of the largest um, commercial shipyards in the UK and they build in aluminium so obviously our, our vessels are built from aluminium and there's several things about whites that we really like. So one is that because they're a commercial builder, they work um, in a very disciplined and focused way. Um, and, you know, that gives us great confidence in being able to hit deadlines and milestones. The second thing is that they've got a very multidisciplined team. So they've got people from the automobile industry, from the aviation industry, and from, from uh, marine construction. And bringing those people together creates a really in a dynamic environment for us. And lastly, we loved where they were based. So they're, they're based on the Isle of Wight. They're in um, the sheds where the Sunderland flying boat 
was built. And so there's a great sense of history. And again, that helps with the ethos that we're trying to build and the romance around around the brand. Uh, and, you know, as I said, couldn't have really worked out better in that they're all, um, you know, within a few miles of each other. So it's been, um, you know, couldn't have, couldn't have worked out better. Right, right. That is convenient. That's great. Now, the series you have uh, planned for now spans the 70 to 100-foot range, 20 to 30-meter range. Why those specific sizes? Yeah, uh, good, good question. Uh, I guess from a business point of view, um, we wanted to start with a, uh, a range of vessels that we felt were as accessible as possible um, size and cost-wise to the audience that we were targeting and you know it's an unfortunate truth that buying a vessel of this size is a significant investment for people um, and so there's a you know an emotional side to the business that would love to be making kayaks and canoes that, that everybody could afford and over time I think that's where we'd, we'd you know we'd love to have a much wider product arc than the one we have um, but we wanted to start at a, at a size where the vessels could be truly authentic in their explorer and, and heavy weather capabilities. And so we could have gone for a 55 or a 65 footer, but we felt 70 foot was um, for the design envelope we've got was, was really optimal for um, a couple, small group, small group of people that wanted to you know, be able to sail around the world um, or go on long distance uh, voyaging or expeditions. Um, and it, that, you know, that size, you can equip all of the, uh, or bring all of the equipment that you need for climbing expeditions or diving expeditions and launching submersibles off the back and, and um, flying drones and all those sorts of things. So, uh, you know, 70 foot seemed to be a really good starting uh, point. And then the, the 85 footer was a, um, you know, fits very well with the MCA 24 meter rule. So it's the, it's the largest uh, vessel that can be run by uh, a couple or you know with a short crew um it's got all of the functionality of the 70 but it's obviously a, you know significantly larger and then the, the 100 footer was you know a lot of people that we spoke to um wanted to be able to accommodate things like submarines and larger uh, you know larger ribs and, and equipment and from a research point of view so Maybe we'll talk a bit about the foundation in, in a minute, but um, a lot of these vessels we hope will be used for scientific research. And so the 100 footer works very well for um, research projects where, you know, large submersibles or um, objects need to be, uh, you know, cast over the side and things like that. So the range from a from a pleasure, from a commercial, from a research point of view, works, I think, uh, you, know, you know, very well. Um, but, you know, as I said, the, the ambition over time is to have a wider range. Um, and, um, but, you know, but at the moment, yeah, 70 to 100 foot really sort of hits the sweet spot for the customer group that we've aimed for. Right, right. And it sounds like it's very much the the hands-on owners and the people want, who want to have a, a bit more of an intimate experience in, in going adventuring and exploring the world. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, absolutely right. You know, the, the, the core of this brand is about trying to give owners the confidence to go and do stuff that they've always dreamed of, of doing. Um, and maybe to go further than that. And 
you know, I think it, the 70 footer is a perfect uh, machine for that type of, you know, for that type of experience, plenty of accommodation, three month storage, um, all sorts of technical functionality that we may talk about in a sec. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I, you know, I think that the range that we've, uh, we've proposed into the market has, has certainly gone down extremely well. And, um, you know, everyone seems to, everyone seems to love um, the, the 70 footer up, you know, people love the hundred footer, although the hundred footer is obviously a bit more expensive. So. Right, right. One thing um, you touched on before in terms of the technology, you were talking about the, the autonomy and something I found very interesting about what Arkson is trying to do is incorporating future-proof technology. So some of the things you're planning on doing is incorporating solar panels and uh, intriguingly artificial intelligence. There are some builders and designers who are already incorporating and experimenting with solar panels, but that's still pretty much a rarity. Um, but from what I can remember, uh, I can't think of anybody who's really using AI to the degree, at least, that you're trying to do in terms of assisting the owners and their crews and even feeding information back to your headquarters about how the boats are operating. So mm. why is this so important to you to really push the envelope, so to speak, with AI? Yeah, well, you know, I think that um, – it really comes down to something we touched on earlier, which is, you know, we see autonomy as a, a big thing for the marine industry generally. And, you know, I think all businesses have to think as, of themselves as, as technology based. And we love this concept of sort of boats as a service um, rather than just it's a, a, you know, a one-off purchase and then, you know, you're left to go on your, on your merry way. So we love the idea of, gathering big data using AI and, and you know, um, learning about how those vessels are, are used and uh, how components are wearing and gaining more and more insight and knowledge to how, you know, how the, how, how the whole envelope um, performs. And we can use that data to improve um, layouts and, and, you know, components and, 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 you know, change which suppliers we use for different different parts and things like that. And so it gives us really profound insight into the way uh, the business and, and these vessels begin to operate. You know, and I come from the game space and, um, you know, in the game space, um, all the games report back in real time and you may have hundreds of millions of um, data inputs coming back. And it, it, just using big data gives you an insight into the most intricate parts of, of, of a business. And, and so with, with Arxon, it's really about making sure from a machine point of view, we really understand the machine as best we possibly can. And, and that you know, informs decisions that we make. And from a customer point of view, I think it's vital now that um, you know, businesses support customers through the life journey of, of their uh, ownership of, of the vessel. And, you know, as we said, we're designing these things for a 50-year service life, so it could be, could be quite a long time. Um, and, yeah, being, being able to handhold a, uh, an owner and being able to be almost like a guardian angel onshore, you know, we've got your back, we understand the issues, we understand, you know, we can see the same problem if there is a problem, and then being able to optimize things like service schedules and things. So all, all of this equipment exists in the commercial sector and you know, on, on airplanes and to some degree cars, um, 
but bringing it to the marine industry has, has, has seemed to be very slow. So, you know, we're we're you know very very focused on on um, you know doing that. And as I said earlier, getting that system right is really the precursor um, to a fully autonomous system, where you know vessels can uh, can you know, can be navigated over long distances from the shore. And there's lots of issues to be ironed out there, but you know I I think that's a an area that um, Will completely revolutionise the, the marine sector over over the next uh, you know over the next decade or so. So it's one right. that we're inve- investing in in pretty heavily. Yeah, there's a lot of research going on in that sector right now. It's absolutely fascinating. I, I think there's some yeah. trepidation too in in some circles, but uh, you know, like anything else, it just needs to be ironed out, like you said, and more research needs to be applied to see how practical it is. Yeah, I think that's absolutely the case. I mean, it's interesting to see, you know, places like Finland and, and there's one actually in the UK now where they've, you know, the uh, 1C uh, ecosystem that's been put together, um, that's the Finnish one, you know, where they've handed over or created large sea areas where uh, fully autonomous trials can be run. And I, I agree, there's lots of trepidation, there's lots of, you know, fear in the concept. But the principle of it, from a technology point of view, um, is pretty much mapped out. And so it, it would just be very interesting to see how it develops. But I, I love the idea of, of being able to tell my boat to go somewhere. <laughs> um, you know, we're many years from being able to do that. But from my smartphone, I'd love, you know, I'd love to be able to do that. So I think, the, the, you know, the first thing is let's get all the systems and the monitoring and the sensors on board. And then, you know, let's gradually work. Uh, as a part, uh, you know, part of a larger industry towards uh, full autonomy, and you know, we're a part of the One C program, um, so that's, um, you know, we get some insight from the, from there as well. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, <laughs> we have a couple minutes left, and I want to make sure we definitely cover some other really essential part of what you're trying to do, which is the adventure cruising aspect. Arxen is creating an Explorers Club and the Arxen Foundation. So describe what each of those is about and how your customers can participate. Yeah, so I think every business now has a, a requirement to be uh, socially responsible and, you know, to offer their customers confidence in what they're buying, that, you know, it's, it's, it's sustainably made and, um, you know, that it's... it's um, you know, causing as least the least amount of harm um, possible. I think there were the two things that were really important to us when we set Arctan up. One was making sure that the owners of Arctan vessels really had the support and the, and, and the logistical support and the confidence to go off and do some extraordinary trips. And so, setting up the Explorers Club was a way of us curating trips um, for them. Um, often wrapped around famous explorers like Nansen and Cousteau and Thor Heyerdahl and, uh, you know, these wonderful uh, characters, Bill Tillman and, and people like that who have gone off and, and done these extraordinary journeys or in, in case Jack Cousteau, you know, invented the Aqualung and, and, you know, opened up a whole new world for all of us. So we, we love those sort of inspirational people and wrapping adventures around those those type of people so we have these signature adventures and you know we provide uh, as i said all of the logistical support around those around those trips and it, it just i think adds an element um to the overall proposition of arcs and 
because I think the most frustrating thing in the marine industry is people buy boats and then leave them in marinas, and you know that's a uh, you know it's a it's a it's a it's a tragedy really. You know, a it's it's really bad for the boats. It's it's you know means that you get multiple marinas everywhere full of full of boats that aren't being used. It's expensive for owners. Um, so yeah, really really at the core of what we're trying to do is is give people the motivation to go. Um, outside of their comfort zone, go and do something extraordinary, and here's the logistical support to go and do that. Um, and the second part, which is perhaps the real core of what we're trying to do at Arxen, is the Arxen Foundation. And the idea there is that every sailor that I know is really passionate about how the ocean is um, preserved and how aware we are about um, how we use the ocean. And so the, the foundation is a, um, a non-profit advocacy and funding group that is uh, sponsoring a wide range of scientific, uh, artistic and media-based projects and some technology-focused projects um, that are really driving to using arcs and boats as research vessels. Um, so we encourage all of our owners to, to give up to 10% of the uh, sea time available on a vessel to these uh, to these charitable endeavours, and you know that's been fantastic. Um, so every every one of the uh, people that are in the order book um, really embraces that as a concept. And I love this idea of a, a three pronged business that basically makes these exceptional marine tools that offers people the confidence to go off and do something extraordinary, but offers. Uh, you know, has a strong social ethos behind it and runs a whole series of research projects that can be run uh, run from these vessels or, pot or potentially other vessels. Um, so the combination of those three things, I think, has, uh, you know, really set the company apart. And then we also give 1% for the planet, which is a uh, an organization set up by uh, Yvonne Chouinard, who's the founder of Patagonia. Um, again, really inspirational company for us. And so... Um, yeah, I, you know, I think the, the combination of those three things together offers owners uh, a really, a really powerful new way of, of um, you know, experiencing uh, the oceans, and um, yeah, you know, we're, we're we're really proud of it. Yeah, it's great. You know, the the science aspect, particularly the ability for the owners and their crews, if they have crew on board, to get involved in a, a citizen scientist kind of way is is really exceptional. There's um, there's so much evidence out there, so much information, I should say, showing that the biggest challenge for oceanographers, uh, marine biologists, et cetera, is getting sea time. It, it's extraordinarily expensive for them to yeah. hire these vessels. And they, they, they get all the grants they can, but there's the money just only goes so far. So for um, the private sector to get involved and donate time on their boats is really just extraordinary. And, and also, the boats go places that the commercial vessels that they might otherwise have, uh, you know, at their disposal um, don't. You know, yachts venture all over the place. They zigzag around the world. They don't go in very specific routes the way that commercial vessels do. So it's it's going to be a great opportunity. We really look forward to seeing what develops. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, the first vessel, 80% um, of the sea available working time of that boat will be given over to the foundation. So that's, you know, a great start. And, 
you know, we've partnered with uh, four or five different institutions. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, it will be, be fascinating to see how that grows. And, and as I said, you know, that's the sort of one thing that if, if the legacy of this business in sort of 10 or 15 years, the one thing I'd love to see is that the Arkson Foundation is a, is a really prominent um, tool in the marine industry for, for utilizing, uh, you know, vessel time and, and getting, you know, getting people on the, on the water. Right, right. Sounds good. Well, Jasper, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today to talk more about what Arkson is doing and the differences you want to bring to the yachting lifestyle. And we really look forward to uh, developments down the road. Well, Diane, thanks so much for, for having us. And, um, yeah, it was really pretty great to talk to you. And, yeah, I hope to, hope to talk to you very soon. Sounds good. Everyone, if you'd like to learn more about Arkson's approach and their offerings, you can visit their website, which is arkson.com. That wraps up this episode of Mega Yacht News Radio. For more on what's going on in the world of yacht ownership, design, and construction, you can visit our daily updated website, which is megayachtnews.com. Until next time, I'm Diane Byrne. Thank you.